Disclaimer, the following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. I'd like to start things on a good note, because you know, uh, I'm back for a once a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity. Uh, well, I can't wait until I get another Sunday off and then I could copy WWE's booking of Rock versus John Cena and do it twice in a lifetime. That'll be great. No, uh, no <laughs> I'll just get locked out of Discord. That's all that really needs to happen. Menace, this bad. time we're triple locking them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'd like to welcome everybody to the party. Now now that I have a sane mind and now that I'm finally through that hellish editing process, I can think clearly mm-hmm. and I can finally introduce all of my cohorts properly. We've got. Okay, my brain just like paused there for a second. We got. Oh, we got Blaze. Mentally stable, he says. We got Blaze here. Oh, jeez. What up? We've got Venice here. Hello. And we've got the man who is just a mystery to most. We got Subset. Hey, yo. It's never going to be any different. It's always, always going to be mean, I do hollow every time. Oh, that's fair. But like, I feel like there are some times where you, where you mix it up in your outro. This guy, front no. to back, just, just hail. You know what's so funny, actually? Now that, now that I'm thinking about it in the moment, a couple episodes ago, your hail at the end of the episode actually peaked your mic. Yeah, and it did. I cho- and I chose not to replace it with a different heyo. I was just like, I'm just going to sit with it. And all Steve can say is heyo, heyo, shut the fuck up, Steve. <laughs> Poor Steve. Uh, but uh, yeah, going to what we've got to talk about today. It's a, it's a really game heavy episode. We got a lot going on. I'm really excited to talk about it. We got a few other things going on. Subset, uh, tell us what's up with the Power Wash Simulator. The, you mean the best game that just got made? First person shooter, the first person I feel like it's going to go from, I feel like it's going to go from a like relaxing experience to like an actual workout because you need to oh, do yeah. all the motions of like doing the power washing and stuff like that I'm not real you can just held it and just gently move your arm and whatnot the bitch part it is the bitch part i think it's but like having to move where are you going climb sorry sorry to interrupt that but like well you get like walked away from your bike yeah, because I'm, you know, playing the camp right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That'd be so funny. Of course. Uh, that'd be hilarious. How else can I talk about it? Like, you're no. not streaming it? <laughs> Jeez. No. I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys played it when it got onto the, the Xbox. But... I think I played it one time with you guys. But it, it, no. it was a soothing time. It can get rather... You can get lost in that rather... Addicting? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Addicting? Playing until like 6 in the morning? Totally not. Totally not. Uh-huh. Totally did. Totally did. <laughs> but Definitely now did. you can just do it in VR. Oh, that's even perfect. You can do it with friends on top of I feel like that. It's gonna, so. I feel like it's going to make it, like, less interesting, though. You know what I mean? What do you mean less interesting? It's going to feel like actual work. Yeah, it's going to feel like you're actually working. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to motivate. Like you, might as well exactly. go out. you might as well go out in the real world, get a real power washer. You've seen those videos, those satisfying videos of it's people cleaning cut. streets. You can either, you can either, you know. Like, essay. Buy, you buy, to, you know, you can also, you can, you can either buy a, a power washer yourself and go do it, or you can pay the same amount to buy a headset and then buy a game to, to power. Yeah. Well, no, because you also have to buy the game, so you might have to throw in a tip on top of the services. And you don't know if they're going to bring their own water or if you have to supply the water. Okay, oh, okay. A virtual reality game? I don't know. I don't think I need to worry about water bills, my dude. You're an idiot. Says you who just needs to add on more. How about that? Yeah, because I think of the con. Content. You're a sellout. He's a sellout. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I've thought about, I've thought about merch drops. I've thought about doing a cookie deal, making cookie dough. Dude, I've, I've thought about every which way to to maximize the profits. I just haven't right. figured out step two the yet. Pop culture effect cookies made by Buff. Made <laughs> by hand by me. All the balls are in my hand. Okay, okay. That's the, that's the slogan. All right. Okay. Uh, we're moving on. I, I I I do have a question though. Did they did they did they state any like 
release date, whether or not they're gonna implement the DLCs that have come out for other Power Wash Simulator oh, games. Is this an update? Is this a whole different game? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out in my head what this is. Yeah, it's a whole new game. What do you mean? It's being ported for VR. Like, how else is that gonna? The same levels. It's still gonna be the same game. Like, you're gonna, yeah, it's still. But it's VR ported. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was a complete DLC thing. I haven't seen it, but the looks of it, it's already out. That's good. Because because I, I didn't know if they were gonna take For this in twenty five dollars. Imagine if they made this in like a VR adventure the metal, game. Which I'm kind of tempted, but by the way, you guys won't probably see me if I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're literally going to die from starvation because you will not stop playing the game. You won't even sleep, dude. I, I just I just can't. I'm just gonna wake up while in the meta. All right, I'm gonna, you're gonna, make, you're gonna be like FTO. You're gonna wake I'm gonna up. Learn everything to the T in my brain. Time to go back to the grind. And then you're, you're exactly. simple. Fall asleep with the headset on. They just crowd around you. They're like, "Is is Subset gonna be okay?" They're like, "Yes, he's just he's just working away. He's working really hard." You're just like, you got some drool sliding down your face. All right, guys, we're gonna be ready for when everybody buys Meta. The the best nozzle. Meta properties. Yeah, no, see, 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 subset, the thing you got to realize is you're ahead of the game. Like, you think Bitcoin is as far as this internet thing is going to go? We're going to get internet jobs, bro. You're the the first one to have a manual labor job in in VR. Think about that. I can be somebody's hologram while pretending to watch his, you know, his building for his, you know, his clients. I don't know know how wealthy you have to be to to go out of your way to spend money on fake cleaning. Like, yeah. Just a hologram of somebody who isn't. Yeah, it's a good demonstration, and there just, I am working my day for the hologram. It's just to show the poor Perfect. people, like, yeah, we could get our windows clean, but we don't have to. Yeah, losers, I'm living in fucking 2077 right now. Oh my God, uh, did they come out with a release date, by the way, for this? Yeah, 2077. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Again, that's, that's, I, that's I, it's already out. I, like, it's already in stores available. Oh, it is. Oh, and shit. So, well, now now you. Have have to now you have to buy a VR headset. Yeah, you have to buy it. You have to buy it. Yeah, you have to. Whoever else is listening to this, you also yep. have to buy it by you know. Yeah, you, you also have now. to buy it now. And just for a note to all our wonderful fans, Subset will be taking a short or long hiatus depending how long he gets stuck in VR. And with that said, I'm gonna move it along to the next project. What do you mean? He's just gonna join the Discord call while playing like, <laughs> serious quest. No, no, I can't. Uh, I just I can't dude i'm working minute come on <laughs> subset have you slept today what is sleep i only know power wash i only know soap and water and pressure that's sounds like a lot that sounds like a very relatable sentence right there you gotta work one step at a time Bobber. but i will but i will say though i will say I, I am actually kind of excited for this i know we've had other vr titles like um surgeon simulator and other like simulator i know but I'm, I'm just saying like it's really interesting to see, especially with my history with playing through Super Hot and playing through the Rick and Morty game, like this is gonna, this is gonna be for a very specific subset of fans. Hot pun definitely intended, oh and actually God. not intended at all. I did not mean to do that whatsoever. I'm gonna be honest. You're sad, but, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a real good game. But it's gonna be a real calming experience. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be rated PG PG 13. That's that's my that's my. You're doing all the actions of like climbing onto roofs and stuff like that. Hey man, public vandalism and breaking and entering is just part of life. Okay, yeah, no, I lost my train of thought again. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. There's gonna be such a long pause. Yeah, it's be like, why is there such pause. a break between segments here? Like, what's going on? You know, I'm starting to feel like Unkinked is doing this on purpose, just yeah, so that no, way I'm you not. have to edit longer. No, oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I am not. Menace here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Subset, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really sad when we lose you to Power Wash VR because we know you're gonna get lost in in that game it's gonna take over your life much like how the mcu has just kind of taken over media with all that they're making especially with this new show that i'm actually interested in with how they're with how they're presenting it and how they're actually taking it it is their echo series anyways so this series with echo i actually was never into the whole daredevil line kingpin echo was never a character i was familiar with at all honestly they're a very 
they're a very minute character in the in the Marvel uh, comics. The, the one thing that I just want to get out of the gates about Echo is it is going to be the very first time, I shouldn't say very first, but one of the first times we get a TV, uh, a, a TVM rating on a Marvel property that isn't Deadpool. And I'm, well, and also maybe wasn't, Logan. Wait, wasn't Daredevil? I thought Daredevil was a series though. Was. Was it M rated? Huh. I sure. actually don't know. I, um, I think Robbie's right. I think Echo's going to be the first one that's going to be TVMA. I don't think Daredevil hit TVMA. Yeah, I, I do believe that Echo is going to be the first TVM rated series that's going to come to Disney Plus. So basically Echo's her powers work kind of like Taskmaster where she's able to perfectly copy somebody's movements or their skills or anything that she is able to visually see. And this is implemented in the in the trailer as we meet the young version of Echo who is actually played by Darnell Bisaw and she witnesses firsthand the brutality of the streets of Hell's Kitchen or wherever the hell Daredevil takes place. And she sees the brutality of Wilson Fisk Kingpin himself beating on a man to death and uh, he takes her in and introduces her to the world that he is accustomed to and she trains and she be becomes quite the skilled warrior and I just want to say it is a very interesting way that they presented this it gives me a lot of Daredevil and Shang-Chi vibes just with the fact that like I feel like the fight scenes are going to be the, the fight scenes are going to be a really big selling point of this series with how intricate or dynamic they're going to be and I think that also goes to a positive to the show is that it feels a lot more grounded. It feels like we're actually looking at a story that is somewhat relatable rather than the cosmic multiverse spanning, which is not to discredit it. I'm just saying it's it's nice to have some sort of variety. It's more street it level. To. Exactly, exactly. Kind of like kind of like Spider-Man until the third movie. Anyways, um, and the Spider-Verse movies. If I'm like Marvel is actually uh, making a new like separate version. Like it's still MCU, but they're doing a separate category for the types of movies which echo is actually the first one under this title where they're calling it marvel spotlight oh really yep it, it's gonna be following the more street level heroes and stories That's in the cool. mcu with echo being the first the first iteration of this version of the mcu where it's more ground street level heroes of that are more of the like lower ones that you don't really see get big hyped in the comics and in the movies and whatnot which i'm glad for you know i'm, I'm all that, like, that like obviously cool. obviously the the mcu as a whole is leading on to like doc the introduction of kang dr doom galactus like entities like that and that's gonna be awesome but i really do appreciate the smaller scale stuff and and but it seems that daredevil uh, charlie cox daredevil is gonna make an appearance we may see the punisher we we may see the whole cast of that terrible marvel team that they tried to create i can't even i think was the defenders, defenders? Yeah. yeah iron it, it had iron fist and apparently like i don't know i just i wish they would have finished that by giving them an actual defenders movie you know what i mean but that's a side point but i'm just glad that we're finally getting some grounded conflicts because it's not about it's not about the giant space lasers and the missiles and the giant armies it's about one woman a set amount of bad guys who will most likely patiently wait while she beats up on a specific one until it's their turn to get beat up but it's street level it's more relatable i'm really excited for it, these episodes, which by the way, this one next point is it blew my mind when I first heard about it. But all of the episodes, every single one, are going to be available on January 10th on Disney Plus. So you can watch the whole, you can binge the whole thing when it comes out, which I think is crazy considering all the other, all the other serialized content that they've created has been weekly until you know their inevitable conclusion. But I think this is a good step in the, in the right direction. I don't know if anybody else has any other opinions about Echo because I just I love that we get Marvel properties that aren't a Disney cookie cutter. You know, it, it can take some risks. It can take some innovative ideas. You know, it's... And kind of what it's a, most of the shows have been doing for a minute, though. That That is true, but I feel like a lot of... A lot, especially a lot of the big Marvel movies have been really kind of playing it safe with how they've been presented. They, ha they haven't really taken much risks since, honestly, Loki Season 2. Like, that's the most recent example I can think of of them actually making something that branches from the typical story that we see made by Marvel. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But you know, it, it'll be fun to see where Marvel Echo goes. It'll be fun to watch it on Disney Plus if I ever get down to actually watching it. Which, you know, at like, I would assume it's going to be 10 episodes, maybe 12. And who knows if it gets a season two or, or a feature in a movie. 
but I believe this is kind of a turning point for Marvel where, you know, we can have more experimental stuff. We can have, we, we can have different flavors of, of content. And that's what I love. I love, I love when companies take, because there's just so, there's so much content, so many characters, so many different formats of character that they could kind of dive into. And I just hope that the lesser known superheroes and supervillains can get the kind of, like, like for instance, one of the, one of the, my fit most hyped uh, animated series that came out of Marvel recently was Modok. And look what they did to my boy in Quantumania. He looks he, he looks straight out of Spy Kids. But man, I I, I love it. I look, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just honestly sitting here waiting for Marvel What If Season 2, but that's just me and the Marvel Zombies thing that's rumored. But I'm looking forward to Echo. It's going to be nice to see some blood for once that isn't, you know, that, that that's like actually focused on. I, I'm really looking forward to the series of Echo I think it's good. Like I said, I think it's going to be a good step in the right direction to branch out their content and really make some stuff that that captures different audiences. Because I think that's what the I think that is in and of itself what Marvel needs to do. They're in such a they're in such a bad place when it comes to like nobody's really interested because all the big moments have already happened and they're just waiting for the next big moment. But I think Marvel really needs to branch out and really diversify their content rather rather than just multiplying their content if that makes sense. Gemini here, and you're listening to The Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But, you know, speaking of quality, I would like to pass the torch figuratively and literally to the recording master blaze i know that i've enjoyed this next game just as much as everybody else in this party but blaze i'm really curious to get your opinion on the finals yeah so we discussed it a little bit on uh episode before just kind of talking about our um our interest in it but um actually with all of us actually having some chances to actually play it now getting a lot of levels in and just winning a few times too uh uh, we think we've all had a chance to really get a grasp for the game and how well it really presents itself. I think it's a lot of fun, and I think you guys can agree that too from all the goofiness we've had playing it. If you use a flamethrower, you fucking suck. Uh, you just called out a uh, subset. I think I just called out three-fourths of the goddamn player base. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, I'm just glad because this game really gives me some uh, hyper... It, it gives me some real hyperscape vibes with the way it's like kind of how the gameplay kind of feels i like that the the movement is not only like it feels fluid like once you actually start getting into it i play a light character so i have the most movement that tied with the destructible environments and oh, like right how you can just be running through and then the entire building is just gone in seconds from all the team shooting stuff at it yeah so going going more into details about how the game works is there are like you're talking about the, the you do the light class there's three different classes where you do light, medium, or heavy style characters and then make a loadout for them of how they're going to play. The light characters will be more fast paced. They can use stuff like SMGs, a uh, rapier, a little pump shotgun, and what other weapons? Because you, you've played in more, you've played the light class more than me, Menace. What other weapons? There's a little double barrel, there's a sniper, a couple SMGs, and like an EBR. And like you said, there's a rapier and there's also a dagger too okay and then you also have abilities like you can do a dash a few times you have grapple hook you can use robbie you use medium more than me what all can the medium characters do and use well when it comes to the the, the medium size characters, which I, by the way i think it's my favorite class just with the, the kit that it's given it's got a healing ray it's got an ak and a pistol uh i think it's really good for the kind of play style i have i just wish that we'd be able to use both weapons instead of just using one or the other but I get why they have that kind of restriction. Yeah, when it comes to the other elements of its uh, of the medium's kit, you, you got the jump pad, you got which honestly the jump pad is like honestly my favorite thing to use aside from the gas up mines just because I love trapping people in a, in a fog of, of gas. 
I figured he would have said the defib. That's true. The defibs are really great. The, the defibs let you get an instant res, and I've apparently gotten really good at being the healer in this game. So the medium is just kind of overall healer. You have some damage. You have some de defensive well, options. I wouldn't say that. You can you can build into a healer and be that healer, but they're more uh, utility. I should I that's would fair. I would that, say that's a, that's a, that's a better word to use. They are more utility based. And then uh, Blaze, you play the heavy. Oh, give us, give us, oh, you and Sunset both play the heavy. I love the heavy class. It is absolutely yeah, my just, favorite. Because you can just run through walls, right? Yep. So with the heavies, they have ability to basically dash into walls. They can throw down basically a bubble barrier, and then they can also drop down like a barricade. I should I should say to kind of preface this, each character has their own different little equipment as well as abilities that they get. Mm -hmm. Like uh, mediums have defibs where they can get the instant res offs, but light, light characters and heavy characters don't have that. Uh, light characters actually get a breaching charge to blow up like a small c4 charge that you can throw farther and i think heavies have like the dome shield like you said before yep and then equipment wise the heavies my favorite weapon in the game sludgehammer <laughs> i have so many kills under my belt from just barging into buildings and then just clocking heads with the sledgehammer bonking them on the head i know we mentioned it uh last episode but it's just an open beta right now and the game feels like really solid it's pretty for, polished for it being a beta except for some frame rate issues when like an entire building explodes around you mm -hmm. but that that i can kind of understand that yeah that's oh, very level. understandable because it's very hard to do a game that everything can be demolished which by the way everything in this game can be destroyed buildings bridges the road everything this did what battlefield 2042 failed to do Mm -hmm. I remember how, how how much they tried to be like, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> uh, there are some walls and stuff that aren't, but those are specifically marked with a like, yellow paint or stuff. So you'll know that they're not destructible. Right. But going back to the rest of the heavies kit. Yeah, they have the sledgehammer. They can have an RPG, a grenade launcher, a... I forget the name of that type of shotgun, but it's the one where it shoots four times and then you got to like reload it. Uh, M M12 or M18, something like that. Mm -hmm. They have that. They have... Have, uh, LMG options as well, but I don't think I'll ever and the flamethrower, which a lot of I've seen a lot, a lot of big strats where people will just go in like a they'll have a medium person or two medium persons on the team and then one heavy with the sledgehammer or the flamethrower and then just constantly heal him mm -hmm. while the heavy's just going through smacking people with the hammer or burning people alive with the flamethrower. But with this being a beta, they actually gave uh gave you like currency. Uh, I don't know if you got the panda outfit when it was out blaze i the, think i did get the panda outfit i got a lot of the outfits right off you the can gate. actually if you got the panda outfit you can customize your sledgehammer to be a bamboo staff ah uh, yeah see i i would do that but i got a uh skin on mine that makes it look like a medieval hammer oh okay yeah but anyway how the game works is there's the 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 base quick play option of it is a bank mode where it's a 3v3 where you have the three teams spawn on the map and have to get to a chest that's going to appear. You have to grab that once it's available and then bring it to a basically a dock station. And once you put that in, a timer starts to go down and you have to defend that to cash in the money that's that will be awarded to the team that is in control of that station when the time runs out. It is a really fun game in my opinion. I really like, I really like the competitive aspect of it. I like how I like how fast paced the gameplay is too. I love how it's set in a game show, so like in universe, you're playing a game in a game. Yeah, it's like, it's supposed to be lore wise, it's supposed to be like a VR game. And isn't the talk show hosts that are always commenting throughout the game, isn't it? Did I hear that it's AI voiced throughout all of their talking? There there's a male and female commentator, and they are all AI, which I know some people will be, oh my god, but when it's I like I like it because it allows them to personally make like announcements based on what you're doing or what the other teams are doing it feels a lot more like instead of just like some recording lines of oh good shot contestant oh you you're you're really giving in giving it to him now you, you got like people dying to flamethrowers and the announcers would be like oh looks like they really looks like they really burned up in that one or so or like they'll make puns and stuff using yeah. stuff that happened in the fight it's very fluent too you can barely you can't no one you can't tell their ai voice until someone tells you that they are. Even then, 
it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, I, I would say the music resembles more AI art than the commentators. Well, the 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 music is like a digital feel because, you, like like we said, you're set in a VR game. The no, the finals. I, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying, like the cadence of the music and the way the tracks go and the way the music flows sounds AI. Mm. As for like how it feels playing, it to me it kind of feels like gameplay wise, it feels like a combination of Apex with like Rainbow Six Siege, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know if you ever played like hype, if you ever played Hyperscape with us. It was a it was a Ubisoft Battle Royale that was out, and it had like jump pads and stuff like that. But there was actually a lot more movement mm. in it. Yeah, but this kind of gives me that kind of feel, uh, based on the setting of it, and this feels a lot more um, like I don't want to say standard but like it's not like you're flying through the air jumping shit like that unless you're specifically set to it most of the time if you're just like a medium character or heavy character it's ground but you know and you still have that little extra i don't like how they went or i like how they did not go overboard with it yeah and one thing that is smart that they did is that released on xbox playstation and steam all at the same time it's free to play the game is completely free to play Woo. and it is completely cross play and cross progression um saved as well so you don't have to worry about having a different account on each system that you play it on it's all it all works together so what you're saying is i can play this game on pc yep Ooh. and all the progress you've done on xbox <coughs> will transfer over as long as you log into your account yep. and for those of you thinking about getting it uh actually the beta will probably be done by the time you you hear this but all the all the skins and stuff that you buy with the credits that they give you they're not it they won't be saved but anything you earn from either ranked play or in the battle pass, uh, you will you will get to keep it when you or Twitch drops. Uh, they do have Twitch drops as well. You will be able to bring those with you when the game actually fully launches. Yeah. Now, uh, that's pretty much all I got for the finals. If there's anything else you guys want to add about it, any fun experiences you guys had, I mean, me and Subset duoed a tournament version of the base version of of the gameplay and won, which was felt amazing. I will say one out of recent uh, encounters of the game. We actually technically were late to recording because we were going through our own tournament, which we lost at the final round because this yeah, game we got stomped us. at the final round. And we're probably going to yeah. play some more once we're done with this. Oh, yeah, baby. You're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW. But uh, going I'm from ready for this, <laughs> but going from one game that's up and coming and doing pretty well to franchise that's been around for a long time that we all love but is and making some very low. in an all-time low making some very questionable p- decisions and i really hope this doesn't kill it it definitely won't it, <sighs> it definitely won't kill it i really hope it doesn't but anyway menace let's talk about destiny 2's situation no subset isn't here to join in <laughs> never because we're never all here whenever destiny gets brought up for some reason just like we're never all here when we can <laughs> find it's a raid probably party. a good idea that we're not all here or we'll be talking about this for a whole podcast oh my yeah gosh. okay so we're already almost at two hours yeah. this goes this goes back a little bit in our week to October 30th, when a wave of layoffs randomly started hitting Bungie, nobody knew. People were getting emails to come in that day on their day off, uh, just to be told that this is from an inside source, by the way. This is from someone that came out. Um, they got an email to come into work on their day off, and they were told to wait that a meeting would become uh, would be happening. And during that wait time, they went to go log into their stuff, and it was already it was they were already locked out of all of their stuff in Bungie. And then they had a meeting about getting fired and told to pack up their stuff and leave. According to many sources, this is from the past year of the Lightfall expansion. They were 45% below projected market. This has since come out that, let's see, I got a lot of stuff that... There's a lot to talk about this because I've read up on a lot of it too. Everyone originally thought that this was part of the, and myself included, that this was part of the Sony deal going through. But Paul Tassi essentially... Uh, posted this big thing. He was actually one of the first people to post on Twitter about the layoffs going off on October 30th, give us some news that, of what was going on. And then he kind of posted again yesterday to kind of sum everything up. So uh, internally, no one at Bungie is blaming Sony for this, even management. Some employees were told that if Sony, if the Sony bio did not happen, that with the current Destiny 2 performance, the studio itself would be in jeopardy if they were still independent. I mean, yeah. Well, they but... were, they 
they were only independent for like a few years, but and they were having really good stuff. Like Witch Queen is regarded as one of, if not the second best expansion in all of Destiny. Um, it doesn't kill the game. This definitely won't kill the game. Like Destiny is essentially like on World of Warcraft levels now when it comes to continuous player base. The amount of players that have played it, it it'll never fully die. Along with it being that big, it's also the only thing that's making Bungie money right now. They will not shut down this game. I feel like they're like, uh, I am giving two shits about it. You don't even know, Subset. They actually do, because even from this, another thing from the Paul Tassi article, cannot be fully confirmed among every employee, but at least to some, Destiny 2 director Jill Blackburn is not considered to be one of the corporate culprits here for how things went down. So Joe wasn't a part of the team that was laying off people. He wasn't, like, in on the people that were getting the getting the uh, layoffs. Blaming him. The same. I know. Who are running these, running the company at the very moment. But he's one of the people running the company. <laughs> so I was just kind of making it like, um, there was also talk from, because the, what was it, like a year or two ago, Bungie was talking about making a new building. People were talking about it from that. But they said that it wasn't anything to do with that, but that when Sony had bought out Bungie, there was a $1.2 billion in the employee retention program that was spent long ago, often on buying out employee Bungie shares, which then went to Sony. There's nothing left in that pot to avoid layoffs, which wasn't which wasn't what it was meant for this late in the transition. Like I, like I said before, the one of the main reasons was that they were down 45% for this year, which I don't really understand because even though Lightfall was received poorly, it was... I can't remember if it is the most. It is one of the most bought expansions. Like, they sold more than most on this expansion well, because of Witch Queen and the seasons after were so good. It's mostly coming down to, though, that they don't have enough pre-order. They don't have enough pre-order yeah. percentages for uh, Final Shape. For Final Shape. Yeah. That's also being a factor into it as well. Which I feel like they are, they are definitely going to have to make Final Shape good. And, like, this will be. And even, even Paul Tassi says it in this article. Is that, uh... Imagine if it flops. Everything, everything seems to point towards the Final Shape being a sigh. Make or break moment for Bungie. It really may be that this time. I didn't hear any, anything new about what, about what may be past episodes, past the episodes that we're getting after Lightfall, or after Final Shape, sorry. Have they officially like, properly confirmed that Final Shape is getting delayed? No, nothing. Nothing's still been posted about it. It's, but uh, This this article is kind of delayed, what right? this this article from Paul Tassi is kind of what confirmed it. He said that uh, people knew about the Lightfall or about the Final Shape delay uh, haven't known about it for months now. Yeah, um, they're never going to communicate that to, to the fans because they'll just let the fans figure it out. Mm -hmm. They said that even if the goal for Bungie is to be a multi-IP studio and that even if Marathon is a success, there are no plans for moving people from Bungie or from Destiny to Marathon. There is. There was one that I wanted to I really wanted to talk about. Employees are extremely angry with leadership now and have often communicated that public, uh, publicly in meetings bets were made that didn't pay off, but for those that remain in the company as a fact that's lost on no one. Um, they also talked about the final shape in this article that they want the final shape to not be as good as Forsaken or Taken King, but better. Hence the good, not great feedback that will be polished during the delay. But I feel like the problem with that is that, like, you didn't actually update anybody on anything. You just said, we're hoping that it can be as good as the good parts of our game that you guys played through. You you don't understand Destiny. Destiny has have like these big experiences during their expansion where you're logging in every day, finding something new, finding either a new weapon, finding a secret that like just got found out. Like, say you go to this like in the Taken King there was this thing called the Court of Oryx and you would uh, get different stuff like materials and you put it in there it would summon different bosses for you to fight and if you fought high enough bosses you'd be able to summon this this secret boss that would give you something you would need to create the gun at the end of the expansion I see like they're they've shown that they can do good stuff one thing I did want to talk about is that part of the, the new PvP strike team that only got implemented a couple months ago was impacted by the layoffs. And it makes no sense to me. They also, oh, they also said that the map pack has been mostly made, so it shouldn't be canceled. I, I don't care about the map pack right now. These are people whose job it is was to take community feedback for PvP, one of the biggest parts of their game. If not, I dare say the other half because nobody fucking plays Gambit anymore. And make 
it better. They were supposed to take feedback and implement those changes, uh, bring that or bring those changes back to Joe and see see if they uh, they can be implemented. That was their entire job. Why would they be affected by the layoffs? Because you gotta cut corners somewhere. Money. I feel like it's literally the fact that they were a new team. I feel like that's it. It's like when they were when they were told that they needed to cut people. I, I still believe that Sony came in and said, "Yeah, we need to we need to trim the fat somewhere." Even though they say it's not it's not Sony. Like they might probably encourage. Yeah, because Sony's Sony Sony said right before the right before this the merger started that they were doing restructuring of all their of like all their IPs. So why would they not do it with their newest newest baby? Because clearly they don't want to. Also, apparently, uh, next season we're supposed to be getting an, an in-game LFG. Uh, people have known that for a while. LFG stands for looking for Muzzy to find raid parties or or like doing the highest end end game tier content. But apparently they said that it has been tremendously difficult from a tech perspective and reportedly was announced to the community before even the devs themselves knew. It is far more complicated than players will understand, even if it seems like an obvious thing that a game should have. It has been a tough road. He said it will still be launching. So basically what you're saying is that people aren't happy and like people aren't people. The people working at Bungie's morale is that the community was just super pissed at them and they started getting into the good graces and then this happened so now the community is even lower than it was before with them. The stockholders (laughs) and the CEOs are doing fine. They're getting big raises. No, they there has been. Oh right, they did. They they gave up their bonuses. One of the yeah. the the releases. I know that's not the right word. I'm thinking wrestling terms, but you get what I'm saying. Terminations, firings, whatever. I'm trying to find it because yeah, there was a uh, oh here it is. Uh, during for the layoffs, management management said other levers were looked at to avoid layoff. When employees asked if one lever was executive compensation, they were told no, and that it would not happen at the company. It later came out that some execs gave up annual bonuses before this. It was not shared with others at the company until yesterday unclear about the amount still hasn't been said what like what amount or anything even since that got posted yeah because why give specifics when you can give vague details that's how Treyarch worked for the majority of their tenure mystery yeah, but that was about content in their game being mysterious and after this all happened he says, too he even like made a tweet out saying like thank you to all the ones that we had to let go and I for any companies that would like to take them under their wing I can refer y- you to them that they are great employees and whatnot. It's like, then why the heck did you fire them? Well, wait, who was tweeting that? The CEO of Bungie, Pete. Oh, Pete, okay. Pete, I, I keep, forget him, keep on forgetting his last name. What, there was also, I got, I got like so much stuff because this, this happened over like the entire week, essentially. For those watching that kind of know Bungie and, during, and if you didn't hear about this somehow, the different people that were affected were community managers, people in the social department, marketing, publishing, art, QA, support, legal, which marketing and publishing and support and legal are normally departments that this is partially the reason why I think it, it is Sony. Those are areas that publishers take over when when they merge with a company like that. But then there's also HR and production. And one of the basically basically just every department that isn't directly involved making the yeah in making the game yeah. Another thing that kind of pisses me off, along with the PvP strike team thing, is that apparently for what was it for months beforehand before the layoffs were going to happen. Bungie devs uh, were quoted as begging leadership to make necessary changes to win players back and they were, their things were either denied or put in limbo. Like just started uh, being started to make work on and just left to the wayside. It's been a hellscape over there for the past week at Bungo and I feel bad for the people that were let go. I feel bad for the people that have to deal with essentially lack of, lack of empathy that is being shown. What is up with our most recent episodes? This is like not sequentially in an order but this is like the third time we've talked about layoffs i don't know honestly it's just like everything's going to hell companies just hate their employees i guess i mean i guess that's that's been a thing i'm gonna have to put some sad music underneath this (laughs) i thought you were gonna do the oh no that's how i feel these companies are treating their employees just a couple of other things that he that Altassi pointed out Altassi is he's not one of the higher ups, 
but he's like he's not CEO level, but he's up there at Bungie. He's kind of been giving us all this information and stuff like that. Um, he's a leaker? Nah, not really. Whistleblower? No, it's like general information that he can share. Oh, oh okay. He's not yeah. breaking. He's not breaking any NDAs. No, no. Ooh, that's no fun. I want to hear the controversial information. Um, well, here you go. Uh, <laughs> there have been many, many meetings about microtransactions where many devs want to reduce them, but they are always getting the reply that they are necessary given how offensive Destiny is to operate and com- um, uh, and complaints sure about, about new ones don't always reflect reality. Event cards may seem lame, but they sell well, for instance. Or you'd be surprised how many people are still buying the oldest expansions that we say should be free by now. And my argument with this is that do you realize how many new people say you make up to up to Forsaken free, right? You realize how many people you would have that would be able to play through all that content, actually get invested in Destiny, and start buying stuff in the Eververse store, or getting the newer expansion, or you know, wanting that cool sparrow that shows up and uh, shows up for Bright Dust or whatever, or say the Dawning. The Dawning's gonna be coming up soon. These these DLCs go free, free for everybody. More content that can get people into the game, and then they'll be like, oh look, the Dawning has cosmetics that I can get too for for ten dollars. Boom, there you go. Like if you're looking at it from a business perspective, I can understand why there are event cards and why there are because yeah, microtransactions equals more money yes but when you especially when you have a live service thing you need a constant influx of money destiny compared to other ones has a better rep for having a store that isn't like overpriced and has a different a lot of variety it's not a bunch of skins or anything like that like the shops the stuff in the eververse store is actually decent that's why people were getting mad that we don't have any cool armor the whirlpool because all the good shit is in the eververse store that's why you should just give free armor to us things you can just do during we do get free games. armor and we used to get free armor all the time but I the thing is is that they just don't look good <laughs> i think it should be a 12 dollar a month membership and you get access to all destiny content i feel like at this point i believe i believe you're right bobber i think at this point destiny should be a subscription <laughs> service oh just like wow uh, okay yeah exactly yeah wow was a subscription oh, yeah, it has I been played, for years I, I played league of legends that's completely different from wow oh no you're just throwing away your money out of trash at that point you know what i i yearn for the days of runescape where you didn't have to pay a single dollar for the game runescape is a subscription that's service a, that's a big fat lie well, like back in the you can play for free you can play for free but if you want to like actually get into into the game you're, you're gonna want the subscription service to be able to like have the extra housing have the extra storage space because if you the, don't you're gonna have a bad time items like armor and weapons are just way better than the stuff you can do you can't bring those into certain into public areas yeah certain but they help you farm and do the mundane bullshit to get over with yeah you can do those I th- I, well, when do you guys think there's gonna be a runescape too never, never. I don't care <laughs> Hey, uh, don't that I never problem. got it. I never got into RuneScape, to be honest. That's fair. I don't blame you. RuneScape. Says the same, says the, the literal MMO junkie. Yeah, never got never you guys got into LimeWire. No. Oh, that must have been a Canadian thing then. I like the what was it? The Nickelodeon one where you get to get to like be part of that universe. Fuseball. I can't remember what it was called. Toybots. That no. of the Toybots. No, maybe. Either way, uh, we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. But yeah, there came out of nowhere that these uh, that these layoffs were happening. Yeah, there was. I feel like that's why they they went to Bungie because the whole thing is that that's why they keep saying that this is internally, right? Because there was a thing posted to Bungie that the Sony acquisition will not result in layoffs, right? But this happening now, everybody's saying like everybody's saying, oh, is it Sony? Is it Sony? Blah blah blah. It is Sony. And Bungie has repeatedly stated that no this is like an internal bungee thing but I, I don't know if they're just saying that to save face or whatever it's definitely to save face what are you talking about I don't know I feel like it's mostly I feel like it is mostly just internally through bungee through the downfall with lightfall and the not enough sales for final shape but Sony probably helped I I didn't say not to say helped but Sony might have been like a starting catalyst That's to fair. make them 
him pull the trigger on it. But I just wanted to say one last, uh, I'm sorry for the people that uh, lost their jobs. Sorry for the people that have been having to deal with this that are still there and lost friends and colleagues. I can't imagine the, the, the morale that's hit them right now, especially with all the other layoffs it's, that have gone on. It's not even the devs at this point. The community is just done. Like, just done with Bungie's bullshit. Even, even some, of the, some of the biggest people I see post that have been positive to Bungie and Destiny through this entire thing are have been posted in the last couple days like I don't I don't even want to play the game right now I don't even I don't even know what to say or like or post about because everything's already been said at this point the only thing that can be said is hey guys get your shit together in the sense that not not the developers I should say I should make that clear I'm talking about the board of directors the 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 executives the people that actually are behind all the stupid decisions that are being made that are honestly cannibalizing their own product if we're going to be really honest here yeah but you know what they'll learn or they'll get their game's gonna die so that happened to every other game that thought that they could make a quick buck well this hasn't been a quick buck that's the thing they won't that's they definitely won't die for like a long years. time even if they even if they stop it right now and do like what omega strikers is doing which r.i.p omega strikers oh yeah speaking of omega strikers they're i i'm so sad that they're gonna be gone but i'm glad they're not they're not gone continuing no, they're I not know, gone the specific game of omega strikers no made. that's not even that's not even gonna be gone either i thought they're they just gonna, they be, gonna no. be adding any more content after the year there's gonna be no new content but they will oh, be right, so doing con- continuous balance patches yeah and, and they're still gonna actually have servers for the game yes but they're gonna refocus their ip to other games. I, I am so they want to try out other games that aren't air hockey have they spoken about any have they given any details to what genre they might look into no that's good i like not knowing but they did say that it is going to be set in the same universe as omega strikers so we I may see w- some of our other i can't wait um, to play dubu in several different games yeah 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 poor poor destiny it is genuinely though worst case scenario i am curious what do you guys think was, is going to happen if final shape just like completely busts and, and does not perform well at all and i'll ride this bitch out until it's dead yep <laughs> we've been playing this game for 10 years you think we're yeah. going we're dying with this ship i died with every call of duty zombies experience that came out and left so i totally understand where you're coming from and then we'll hop on the next looter shooter hopefully first descendant's pretty good let's go (laughs) (laughs) hey the beta for first descendant wasn't bad i've I've talked about that before on the show uh you know what i want i want i want a five nights at freddy's first person shooter that's what i want what i want i want you to do this actually no no no. what i actually do want though is a dead by daylight inspired fnaf game i think that'd be really cool i want there to not be fnaf games by the way in the docket in the list as a side thing scott cawthon made a game for the movie that came out so he made another game on top of all the other games he's made anyways i don't know man my opinions on destiny is that it's it's such a cliche to say but this is really a turning point for the series as a whole because of because of all all the bad all the bad press all the bad pr all the bad all the bad vibes not only from the fan base from the internal from basically kind of every angle except for the higher ups because they're greedy i just believe that i think destiny is either going to continue on and actually be able to approach the issues that they need to approach and deal with them and actually make changes that are i hope that for the player base or it's gonna die i hope that after honestly or they're gonna release destiny 3 if we're gonna be really honest that 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 i was just reading something paul tassie just posted another thing that from forbes saying that the answer unfortunately is destiny 3 any uh how far like all the almost all the issues the server issues because ever since the layoffs happened and everything came out they have been constant constantly bugged by error codes for three days now and they had one day where it was going off and then by the end of the day they said they had it fixed and then the next two days it's been it's been going on still but all the the server issues the a lot of the the other stuff that like uh has been wrong with destiny is like people including including the players including the devs need to take a break from endlessly pushing content why and do you think i'm to... so terrified for treyarch being in charge of every zombies moving forward it's it's burnout with the destiny community i shouldn't say community but the destiny 2 workforce it's not conducive to a proper but at least with at least balance. with zombies you'll have you'll have call of duties where they won't have it like mm. unless mwz does really really well i uh, no, honestly for, from 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 what i heard in the in the reports and the inside information that i was hearing 
hearing from is that ever since Cold War, Treyarch has made a specific deal with Call of Duty that they will be personally responsible for every Zombies game or every Zombies mode going forward. Whether or not a specific Call well, of Duty. Well, that's them taking that underhand. That's, that's them taking story. that under undertaking. That. Wouldn't you rather it be Treyarch working on it than I would the, rather... these independent, like these studios? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I would rather have a space where we have different developers taking a chance at it rather than putting all the work uh, what I mean, put, it wouldn't be different developers Robert. it would still be it would still be the the sledgehammer team or the or the activision well, no, team well, no, no, well, it would still I'm, be yes but the zombies portion is holistic but we've had those years and everybody hated it that's why they're doing it because liked, we had those i years. liked exos yeah I you're liked in the minority of that decision and everybody else hated it so that's I mean, what we're getting i'm just i'm just saying i i like it more when we have more variety in different expressions rather than hyper loading up all of the zombies responsibilities onto one developer because so i feel like that's going to really strain them year to year that would be different if they like weren't told to and they and then they like they were yeah, told they to do it chose they to. chose to do it that's a completely different scenario that's up for them now that if it does become an old situation that they need to say hey we're gonna step back on this one we need to let you we need to let you guys do you I don't know, Call or just don't do have, a zombies mode Call of Duty might have their uh, hooks in deep and they're like you're gonna create World War 3 zombies and XO2 electric boogaloo oh. <laughs> that'd, that'd <laughs> okay. be funny we get to see Oz but he meets up with fucking Rick Toffin I don't know um I'm I, we've gotten way off base all yeah. I'm saying is that Destiny 2 is in a weird stasis period pun definitely not intended yet again but it'll be interesting to see how they approach it because it because genuinely like this could be the time where in a year's time destiny is dead and they have fully moved on to their next project marathon right uh well it's not their next project they want to have those running simultaneously is what yeah, they've well, been we'll saying see, we'll see if it, we'll see if they'll run simultaneously <laughs> by the time marathon comes. okay out. you guys you guys say Robert. you keep talking like destiny's gonna die within the next week it is not going to die oh, and it will not. not die it's gonna be it's it's like world of warcraft at this point it will not die it's I'm that big of an ip th th this out of any other moment is a moment where they have to really overperform to do well because they, yes, they may not die they could literally they just they could literally fire anybody everybody else and have a team that just keeps the servers up and there will still be people that play that game i mean i won't tell you that you're wrong because that sounds very believable but you know what else is believable the retention time on our videos because we definitely have a lot of it <laughs> yeah, and, and you all definitely didn't leave that was what uh but anyways i just want to say that i really appreciate all all of, all of you who have stuck around through our uh ridiculousness today and honestly I, i'm just really glad to be able to do this with my friends starting with blaze fun times it definitely is fun times and it's also fun times with menace oh yeah always and it's yeah. always such a trying time when I gotta deal with my best friend, my brother. Subset. Hey yo! Glad you didn't peak that time. Yay, we made it, guys. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check out all the stories that we have talked about today. Make sure to check out all the exciting, awesome podcasts that are also streaming on CJSW. Make sure to like and subscribe. Yeah, like, comment, and subscribe, because apparently now we're doing that. RIP to Gemini. We'll resurrect her with... Uh, with with, uh, with dark magic when we when we, when we come around with next goblin week, necromancy yeah yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see anyways ha ha have, have a great one guys see you in the next one bye bitch bye bitch <laughs> hey yo menace here and you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw